Welcome to another episode of the Find Your Best Future podcast. So, Jeremy, what are we going to be talking about today? Very important topic, Neil. Predicted grades and transcripts and how they impact a person's application to university. Now, I can hear people switching off right now, but they shouldn't, should they? Because it's critical, this issue. It is, because at the end of the day, it's going to be all about grades, and that's what predicted grades and transcripts are. Indeed. Your grades. So they play a critical role in your application. So rather than going, oh, I don't think I'd want to hear this, listen in, and uh, let's, let's really chew on this one. Okay, Jeremy, can you explain the difference between predicted grades and a transcript? What are they? Yes, indeed. A lot of people get confused about this. So I think it's worth starting off this episode by clarifying what these two things are. Let's start with the transcript. The transcript is actually a very simple document. It lists the courses you've taken and the grades you've achieved since starting semester one of grade nine. And it runs on through until well, the end of grade 12. The oh, transcript will have stop, your name. Stop, stop, so huh? it starts in grade nine already. Mm, yes, it does. Okay, so, so high school transcript. People listening in there, you've got, hopefully, you were a good student in grade nine because that will end up with the universities, will it? It will. Now, if, if you are a grade 10 or grade 11 student listening to this and you're sitting there thinking, oops, my grades were less than awesome in grade nine, don't worry too much about it. Just as long as your grades are on an upward curve on the graph. Universities like to see that you are improving, okay? And they do understand that not everybody is really focused on getting good grades at the start of grade nine, but they do want to see that you're moving in the right direction. So and don't despair if you weren't awesome. And you've got your name, your date of birth, your date of graduation at the top. And sometimes there's also a brief explanation of the grading scale being used. And that's it. It's a very simple document. Are there any teacher comments on it? No, teacher comments go on a report card. This is just basically a list of grades. Okay. And what about predicted grades then? Ah, this is where things get a little, how should we say, fuzzy. The word predicted should have prepared you for this. Whereas a transcript grade is an actual achieved grade. A predicted grade is, to put it mildly, guesswork. And I guess this leaves a lot of room for discussion <laughs> argument. It certainly does. Right. And how are these predicted grades made and who makes them and when? Well, that's an excellent question. This varies a bit from school to school. Typically, teachers will issue predicted grades at the end of grade 11 or possibly the beginning of grade 12. Okay. And how is a predicted grade arrived at that? Oh, this is where it starts getting fuzzy, Neil. But by the end of grade 11, your teachers will have had at least one full year of working with you, possibly even longer. And your teachers will also have had experience of teaching the subject at this level before. So he or she or they will use a combination of experience and knowledge of you and your work to come up with the best guess estimate of what you are likely to achieve at the end of grade 12. And that will be your predicted grade. All right. 
So it is a best guess in that case. Uh, how does the school is, yeah. ensure that it's an accurate picture, especially in a big school? Yes, I mean, schools collect data over a number of years that compare the predicted grades with the final achieved grades. And this data can then be used to adjust predicted grades where it's felt to be necessary. Mm -hmm. I mean, some teachers may hopelessly over-predict uh, on a regular basis, in which case the IB diploma coordinator can make the necessary adjustments for that. Okay. And what happens if the student disagrees with the predicted grade? they've been allocated by the IB coordinator. Oh, yeah. A, a fairly common scenario, I would say. Sure. Most schools have some sort of appeal process, which they've shared with you, the students. Perhaps it's time for one of Jeremy's famous tips here. Oh, I'd love um, that. If you are do love your tips. Okay. A, uh, yeah, a tip coming right up. If you are a student and you're being given a grade lower than you think is fair, or lower than you would wish for, don't just run across to your teacher and say, please raise my grade. Okay. Request for a grade raise needs to be based on something more than just wishful thinking. So I would suggest you wait until you've turned in a really strong piece of work, which proves that you are worth a higher grade before approaching your teacher and requesting a higher grade. Yeah, that's a smart top tip indeed. You soften them up with a great piece of work and then you move in for the oh, yes. kill. Um, sounds like a good strategy to me. Sure. Do students get to see these grades and the transcripts? Depends on the school. The school I work in, and the answer is yes. Students can see the grades. I personally think it's helpful that the students know what their predicted grades are because if you are going to be applying into a system, for example, like the UK, where it's all about predicted grades, you need to know how many points you are predicted so you can adjust which universities you apply to and which ones not. But as I said, different schools, different ways of doing it. Okay. And that's what I, I guess that was what I was going to ask you. Uh, what's the point of having both? Why have a transcript and predicted grades? That's a really good question. Different countries place emphasis on different grades, either predicted grades or transcript. For example, if we look at predicted grades, then these play a key role in the UK application process. So we've got an idea that there are predicted grades and there are transcripts. And you mentioned that the UK is mainly a predicted grade process system. How do they impact your choice in the UK? Initially, it'll probably determine where you can apply. So for example, if you are predicted 32 points, you can reasonably assume that you'll be offered a place if you apply to universities that demand 32 points or less on the IB system and a similar process naturally on other systems. And, um, and if you have missed those grades, then really you're just are closed out of those applications from the beginning, are they? More or less, yes. I mean, you can, Does of course, sort of go ahead and apply. Important. They are, yes. And this is why students fight tooth and nail to get their predicted grades raised so they can apply into a, if you like, a higher ranked university in the UK. But and at the end sorry. of the day... The... No, I was just going to say, surely the school would want to help the students 
optimize their chances, would they not? Yes. I mean, clearly a school could theoretically protect every single student an A star or a seven or whatever it is, but, and then they would apply to top universities. They would get offers based on an A star or a seven. Uh, but if they can't actually achieve that at the end of grade 12, then they won't get a place. They won't be going to university. And this of course is not playing the system very cleverly. But at the end of the day, the student does need to be able to achieve whatever he or she has predicted in the final exams at the end of grade 12. Okay, I've understood. And do other universities in other countries require predicted grades, or is it purely a UK thing? It's mainly a UK thing. I mean, there are a few universities who would like to see predicted grades, but it's, it's very much a UK thing, yeah. I think. I mean, as, as an example of how it works in the UK, if you look at King's College London Law degree, for IB students, they want 35.766 at highest. And if you're only predicted 34 and 665, then obviously don't waste your time applying. Apply somewhere else. Is that clear? Um, this is, is basically how the UK system works. Wow. It okay. is, yes. And we've done actually an episode on based around applying to the UK. In fact, quite a few episodes around this area. So either take a look back into season one and check them out, or We'll be looking at this issue again in season two. So watch out for those podcasts. Um, all right. So I assume that the transcript is then important for other countries. Is that right? Yes, it is. It's very important uh, because, of course, university admissions people, they need to know what quality of student you are. Are you a very top student or a middle student or a little bit further down the, the list? You recall a transcript is just a list of grades since you started in grade nine. So the universities want to see what level you're at. Now, these transcripts usually form part of a holistic application process, but they are a benchmark in some universities, admissions offices. They just tell someone, just go through the applications and anybody doesn't meet the minimum grade boundaries, then delete their application. They don't bother to read all the rest of it. Right. So it is important that you look at the grades on the transcript. Okay. And what about if I change school? Lots of students change, for example, at the end of grade 10 uh, or beginning of grade 10. Are those grades then in, in grade line lost? Or what happens to the grades on the transcript uh, uh, for years that I wasn't at that one particular school? No, that's an excellent question. Obviously, the college council, I quite often come across this particular sure. scenario. It may be that the pre, the student's previous school is using a different grading system. This often happens. So what most college councils will do is that they will just send in the grades to the university. They, I mean, in my own case, what I do is I just take the grades from the previous school, print them onto a piece of paper take the grades from our school, print them onto a piece of paper, PDF them into one document and upload it with an explanation as to what the grading scales were. And then I let the universities have a look at this and they, they can then convert it in, into their own you know, GPAs or whatever they want to do with it. Sure. I think that the bottom line is give the universities a full and honest picture of the students' grades right from no, grade nine to grade 12. Clear, Jeremy, about what... Pretty much, yes. Right. 
certainly they play a major role in US applications. Most universities around the world in pretty much every country are going to want some sort of evidence of your grades. Yes, there are some universities, a few, not very many that I struggling here to think of any that don't want either. Yeah, it's possible. But I think realistically speaking, if you're a student listening to this, you're going to have to come up with some grades one way or the other, either predicted or transcript. Try and get good grades on your transcript right from the beginning of grade nine. You may well be past grade nine while listening to this, but don't panic. Just do your best. And remember, transcript grades are only part of your application, but it is important that universities see your grades are improving along the way. Indeed. Um, um, also look at the grades the university wants. Uh, this is very important uh, because your predicted grades and or your transcript needs to match what they will, would like to see from you. And yes. in that way, if you manage to match what you've got with what the university requires, then you will be successful. And it's interesting, isn't it? In a previous episode, we were talking about trying to trying to maximize your chances uh, of getting in and looking at different universities different courses looking at what they're looking for these are all really important uh, parts to this equation but if you see a course that pops up at a university you really want to go to that's saying i don't know 40 points and you're not a 40 point student maybe dig around in their course directory a little bit yes you can because that there will certainly be some courses that will meet your particular grade on your transcript or your predicted grades. Yeah. And I think that's a, a core message, isn't it? You will find the right match uh, at a university. It's just a question of looking around and making sure that uh, you really understand what you're looking for and, and what they're looking for as well. Um, because in the end, it is really about finding a good match and finding your best future, right? I think a lot of students experience disappointment when their predicted grades are given to them because they've set their heart on a particular university and then they see their predicted grades and realize that those predicted grades are not high enough. In which case, sort of shop around somewhere else because there are so many universities out there and eventually you will end up at a university somewhere and that will become your university, your home, your place. And you will rapidly forget about all the other ones you tried to apply to when you were still in high school. Indeed. But thank you for that, Jeremy. Tonight, I can see sushi eyes on you. Maybe I'm dreaming, but what are you thinking of enjoying this evening? Sushi is an interesting one, Neil, because... Regular listeners will know that I spent a lot of time in Vienna and I got this wonderful sushi place just around the corner. But sure. today I'm recording this in Germany, in the middle of the countryside. Boy, and the nearest sushi, sushi place is about 10 kilometers away at least. <laughs> so I will not be cycling in the rain to go down and get some sushi. And much as I like sushi, maybe, it's maybe not some worth wonderful it. Italian ice cream then. You probably got that in your village, I, uh, I would imagine. I, oh. In the neighboring village, actually. Yes, there is a very nice Italian restaurant there, complete with the ice cream. Yeah, so wonderful. Whatever maybe it'll be can, that. Whatever you have, enjoy yourself. <laughs> and 
I will. look forward to the next episode. Thank you so much for your time today. It's really appreciated. Thank you, Neil. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast.